Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner of SandySpiel.com, and with me today I have a couple guests, but first, our main guest right now, stepping into the hardwood, is Mr. Dante Medlock. Mr. Medlock has Freshman U Camp coming up this Saturday on the 26th, and Mr. Medlock, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good, Sandy, man. How are you doing today? It's another day in paradise. You know how that goes. So let's jump right into it. Can you give us a quick introduction, your playing background, coaching background, and uh, plug your Twitter account just so people know where to follow you, and then we'll go into the uh, freshman U camp and all the good details. So cool. Um, What made you create this freshman U camp? Could you give us a, the rundown, the details on that, and when it all starts, and the location, and all that good stuff, and just a, a quick little overview on how you uh, decided to get into it? I know you're on the radar. Uh, that had a lot of uh, influence on you trying to start a camp of your own. mentioned in the sorry for cutting you off but I know you mentioned in the, this the South Georgia area uh, like you said it's it's difficult for a lot of people in the metro Atlanta area to, to go down there and travel and with that it kind of brings that a uh, a bit of a fallacy saying oh well all the best young players are just the best players in general they're all in metro Atlanta now that might not be true because they're just going to be oversaturated of course if you live in one specific area you're going to say these are all the best players well you don't know what's two hours down south or to the east or west of you. And with that being said, do you think this year, maybe more than ever, 
Um, just in recent memory, do you think this this 2021 class, all these freshmen, I know you have a lot of good kids from the South Georgia area. Do you think this freshman class has a chance to be uh, one of the better classes from the uh, outside of the Metro Atlanta type area? I think I'm just a lot of kids that I've been watching. Like, I've been watching this class for the past two or three years. So it's kids out of Augusta, um, out of Albany, Georgia, out of um, Savannah, uh, the Macon area, and the Columbus area. And it's a lot of kids. It's kids with side. Like, I, I know I got six, 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 seven kids coming from Albany. I got some six, four, and six, five coming from um, Augusta. So I think this class, I think this class is going to be as loaded or even better than the two, uh, the past 2017 class. And specifically, I know you mentioned a couple of kids with some good size and everything. Uh, I know, you know, when you're a young kid and you're already six, 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 seven, that that catches your eyes. But I know you have some good guards as well, and just good, uh, good players all over at all positions. Uh, who all is attending your uh, camp? Are there any specific names that stick out to you that people should sh- check out? I know there's going to be some good kids from that Metro Atlanta area, but even more so towards uh, the South Georgia and Albany area, I know there's some good kids as well. Yeah, I got um, Isaac on Westover. He's going to be one of the top kids. Uh, I got um, Shamir Winfield. He's going to be playing with. He's going to be playing at Deerfield. And it's going to be playing with that kid, um, Danny Ramsey, mm-hmm. who decided to come back to Deerfield this year. Uh, well, I have um, a guy named Ty. He's coming from Calhoun. He's going to get a lot of playing time with Calhoun this year. Like, he's going to – if they win the state, he's going to play a big role. Mm-hmm. If they want to win the state, he's going to play a big role in that. And uh, – yeah. oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead, man. go ahead, go yeah. ahead. You got some more names? Yeah, Mm-hmm. He's about six three right now. I think he may be the best kid down in South Georgia in the next two or three years. He's going to be one of the top kids down there, mm-hmm. and that's one of the kids you really have to look out for. Like he doesn't play for a big school, but Randolph Clay does have a lot of basketball history, and I think he's going to be the one to uh, put that program back on the map. And this this might put you on the spot just a little bit, but. Long term, who do you think some of the the top twenty twenty one prospects in the state of Georgia are going to be? I know you're going to have a lot of those kids, uh, potential kids, are going to be at your camp, but maybe there's a couple kids that that aren't going to your camp. But just overall, who do you think are some of the top freshmen in the state of Georgia? Man, some of the top that I've been seeing for the past couple of years, um, a guard named Travis uh, Bird, um, R.J. Noah, um, Madison Dirt. He's not coming to the camp. One of the top kids, um, a kid named Tyler, who's at Elkbrook, um, Danny Stubbs, and like I say, the um, South Georgia kids that I mentioned earlier. And also, his intriguing prospect, he reminds me of Kamal Moore. His name is Ricky. Mm-hmm. He's out of Augusta. He plays for Team Power. He's already about 6'4". He can play on the wing, the block, and you know, he can play the guard I'm very familiar with Ricky McGee. He's a he's been a, a highly sought after kid over here. I think the latest I've heard, I think he was going to end up at Lakeside Evans. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but 
that's that's the latest I heard. But yeah, he's he's a really good looking prospect. Who, like you said, he has that that pretty good size, good uh, body control. He knows what he's doing out there, and he's been one of the top guys promoted as a top guy in the Augusta area for uh, a good while now. And it's it's exciting to see if these kids can live up to the hype. I know there's a lot of a lot of talk coming in. You know, middle school games, and you play all these these AAU tournaments. Kids start to build a reputation, but with that, there comes a little more pressure. Maybe some of these kids, they grew early and they're done growing, and then everyone starts to catch up with them. So that's, that's always fun to see how it translates from the, the middle school and elementary school divisions into the high school because once you're in the high school, no one cares what, you know, what, what your background is or how good you were when you were um, a seventh grader or eighth grader. In high school, that's where it really comes to uh, fruition and everybody starts to shine. So that's going to be exciting to see how that all plays out. Oh, yeah. And that's something that we're going to explain at camp and let them know those AU nationals that you won, those rankings that you had, and all the things that you did in middle school, it doesn't even matter anymore. Now, you built your name, but now you got to keep building your name because you're only, you only as good as your last game. Mm-hmm. And would you say uh, 2021 is is that more guard heavy or post heavy? What do you what do you think? Forwards or is it pretty balanced? Or is there one position that kind of stands out to you? It's more guard heavy, but it's a lot of size. Like um, we have a big kid named Frankie. He's pretty big. He's probably seven feet right now. Mm. You know, um, it's more guard. It's gonna be a lot of guards, but. I can see in kids from Georgia ranking in the top 100 in a few years. Mm-hmm. At least in like this, this class is so loaded because it has size, it has guard plays, it has big. And and then uh, one of the, one of the teams that has a lot of these guys from that that South Georgia area was the Atlanta Express. They have Justin Carter. He's about six seven from. Oh yeah, Justin yeah. Carter. Yeah, he's one of the top kids. I'm glad you said it. I forgot to mention Yeah. From Terrell County, Terrell County. He, he, he's a big kid. Durante Gaynor, I know you probably mentioned him earlier. He's he's very good. I believe he's the one going to Randolph Clay. Then you got Ty Curry. Uh, he's going to yep, yeah. he's gonna be ending up at Calhoun County. But t- touching on that, that team and, uh, you know, head coach, said Bogan, very, very sad. His, his unexpected – passing away i know he was huge in that that area a lot of the circles you ran in uh he was instrumental in coaching up some of these younger kids and some of these you know somewhat unknown kids that go on to have very good careers over at chris county dean who's over at uh, andrew college now uh kids like that he was very influential in a lot of these guys lives and i know you were really close with him and could you just give us your your lasting memories of him and what he's done for the basketball community and you as a person? Yeah, man, Sid played a big role in South Georgia. He's from Dawson. Everybody in that area from Albany, Calhoun, Randolph Clay, everybody, uh, he impacted everybody's life. Like He's the one who always, he didn't have no intentions to help a kid out. Where he was just, even if he, that's not his kid or you're not playing, he's always going to tip out to the kids and the parents. Let them know, man, just to see how they're doing, you know, how did that game go. He was just an upbeat guy. And one thing, you know, that 
really, you know, me and him was real close because we got, we built a bond this summer. Cause I'm from South Georgia. He was from South Georgia. That was one of our key things. We always going to look out for South Georgia. And the last thing we always talk about, he wanted to send his boys to um, the, um, the elite camp. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to the Florida Ghost, um, Florida, um, no, I'm sorry, the University of South Florida elite camp. But we decided not to go. One, that, was, that, was, that was the last time that we really talked. And we talked about like some of his kids coming up because he, he was planning on doing big things next year for the Angels. He was going to take the guys to Vegas because some of those guys never rode planes before. Mm-hmm. And he was just going to basically, you know, just put them out there and let them know, you know, just like I'm trying to do that. There are players down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seb, Seb was, I, I, I've ran across him a couple times, didn't get to know him as well as you did, but. He, he was one of the good guys in basketball, the community. Uh, lost a really good guy, so prayers up to his family and his loved ones. So, um, yeah. He was supposed to be at the camp working also. He was going to be one of my coaches. Yeah, so it's, life comes at you fast, but he'll, you know, gone but never forgotten. But picking it up on a, a little – more happy note how can how can players register is registration closed i know it's coming up on the 26th of saturday is registration closed or can kids still sign up yeah so registration is now closed okay i don't want it to get so many kids where we're going to evaluate all the kids Sandy. so Mm -hmm. i don't want to have too many kids where they don't get enough playing time or enough games or enough reps when we do drills Mm-hmm. So I just want, you know, all the kids that come, I want them to just have a good workout, you know, and everybody just get a good feel and a good look at their game. Mm-hmm. And how many kids do you have at the camp? Do you know off the top of your head how many you have uh, registered? Right now, probably about 84, 85. Okay, good. And what type of media is going to be? I know you mentioned some of the guys. I know Trent Mark with Sandy Spiel. He's going to be in attendance. So I know that you're going to have some uh, – some journalistic media, but is there going to be any, maybe some videos, highlight tapes being produced or yeah, put online uh, on your website, anything like that? Yeah, I have, um, they're okay. coming. Also, um, I have this up and coming media groups. I forgot their name. Mm-hmm. Up and coming. He's going to be there. And like I said, they're going to do interviews on the kids, take pictures and videos, you know, just to put the kids out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids who do well during the camp, you know, just to get their name out. Like, that's just the goal, just to go ahead and get the kids' name out there now. So we always keep an eye on them for the next few years. All right, that sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I hate I can't go, but like I said, I'll have Trent Mark with there. He will be covering Freshman U Hoops. That will be uh, Lockways Hoops. We got the uh, Freshman U Camp and. Coach Medlock, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and letting everybody know about what you got going on on the 26th Freshman U Camp. And what time does it start? So the camp, camp check-in is from 10 to 11, and camp will start at 11 to 5. And that is at Central Gwinnett High School? Central Gwinnett High School. And is it sure. is it open to the public for them to come watch, or is it just media right. only, or what do you, what do you have there? The charge is $10. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. So if you're in the Gwinnett County area and you want to see some of the stars of the future, 
I suggest you go to Medlock's Freshman U Camp at Central Gwinnett this Saturday. Medlock, thank you for joining us. All right, thank you, Sandy, man. You have a great one. You too. Joining the hardwood next on our one-on-one segments for a big Saturday of high school basketball in the state of Georgia is Coach David Aiken of East Jackson. But today, Coach, we're talking about team belief. So how are you, sir? Doing well. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. So uh, first of all, uh, I guess I'll let you introduce yourself. I, I gave you a, a soft introduction. I know you're head coach at East Jackson, but let everybody know uh, a little bit about your playing and coaching background, and uh, you could even plug your Twitter account if you'd like to as well. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, I grew up in Gwinnett County. Uh, Want to call it playing? You can. I played at Burkhart High School. I uh, was able to play under Coach David Boyd for one season, a uh, season where we had Tony Aikens also on the team, uh, the more notable Aikens of the, the two, and uh, we were able to make state championship our senior year. I was able to play at Bruton Parker College for a number of years. If you want to, the, the term playing is a very loose term, very relative term to those other players out there. So uh, after that, I, I didn't know I wanted to get into coaching, and fortunate enough, uh, some job opportunities came up, and uh, I've, I've been everywhere from a small Division three school to the University of Georgia, and, and then uh, Milton High School. Again, I reconnected with Coach Boyd for some very successful seasons, and uh, then went over to Parkview High School for a number of seasons as an assistant, and, and now I'm taking over at East Jackson as the high school basketball coach. And how are you liking East Jackson so far? It's you're going into your second year now, correct? That is correct. It is. You know, first year is always your toughest, as, with, as everybody says. And, uh, second year is always getting better, and you know, obviously you just lean a lot of the groundwork down, and you know. I'm glad you answered that because that's kind of the theme for uh, the Team Belief Coaches Clinic that we're hosting is my own experience from going as an assistant coach from a number of different schools to becoming a head coach. And, you know, you think you're ready. And uh, when, you, when, you, when people use that term that somebody's not ready or not, we rarely use that from a X's and O's and basketball strategy standpoint. Basketball X's and O's, I was ready. Uh, and I'm fairly certain so many other coaches out there, assistant high school coaches, uh, and even college coaches may be ready. Texas and O's basketball, you know, we all have our zone offices. we got our late-game situation plays. That's about 10% of the job. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, as an assistant, you don't want to hear that because all you want to hear is about all the basketball. And that's kind of our first year here was a lot of, trying to organize things. And now that we've got them organized, we're in a position where we can move forward instead of moving back and, and trying to fix things. You know, that first year is tougher than people realize. And to be quite frank, you can't, you can't really describe it to someone until they go through it. So, uh, we're very excited about the season. and uh, We had a great summer. And we're looking forward to a successful season. And looking at the team belief, your coaching clinic coming up, First of all, could you just tell us how you're affiliated with that? Is that is that your clinic that you're putting on, and is it the first year you're doing it, or have you done it before? Yeah, I'm a co-founder of Team Belief, myself and Chase White, a, another assistant coach at Landmark Christian School, is the other co-founder, and 
you know, for a number of years, we ran exposure events. Um, you know, most re- uh, notably, we ran the Georgia High School Coaches Exposure Camp at the Swanee Sports Academy for a number of years, and did very well. You know, our last year, we had, I believe, 37 high schools come compete in one day, and we had 68 different colleges come watch. You know, it's the biggest exposure event I've ever been a part of or seen. And unfortunately, now being a head coach, we had to eliminate that because I did. We did do the coaches package, and so all these high school coaches are sending me their information on their kids. And I'm put together in a book for the college coaches. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with that now, uh, with the way the landscape of Georgia is, as far as you know, so many transfers. So we had to put a hold on that, and very unfortunate because it was a very successful event, but. It's also allowed us to uh, meet and greet with so many coaches that we now are going back and, and reconnecting with them about this coaching clinic. So that this is our first coaching clinic. And look, everybody runs X's and O's type of coaching clinics. And if you don't go to one, you, they've got a hundred different thousand videos on it. You know, the, the trend now is to start having culture coaching clinics about how to you know, instill the right culture and, and your everyday practice or, you know, toughness drills. And then, of course, you know, all the culture that goes on in the locker room. But I have yet to find a clinic for coaches that talks about professional growth. And yet it's really important. It's what possibly is holding assistant coaches back. And what I mean by that is simply this. I have been able to be an offered a number of jobs throughout my career, there was zero basketball strategy talk in those interviews. I have never once gotten a job or been offered a job where we talk basketball strategy. It's always about how you're going to organize your program. And, you know, the, the assistant coaches out there don't want to hear that because they want to hear, oh, yeah, you got, I got this great zone Buster, oh, it, it's unbelievable. Well, you got to get a job before you can draw up that play in the game. And that's tough to hear for some people, but it's just the truth. Now, when our, these assistant coaches out there, and I used to be one, said, well, I'm ready, I'm ready. So let me just ask you a question. I've got over 100 coaching responsibilities here at East Jackson. If you can't name me 50, how can you be ready for this job that you're trying to get? You don't even know what's going to be asked of you when you get the job because you don't know all the responsibilities to it. So, you know, there's just so much more to it than people realize, and that is the purpose or the theme, if you will, of this event is to get assistant coaches the knowledge they need so that they can be prepared for the interview. And then we have some amazing speakers that are going to talk about how to interview, among other things. And so that way, it's August. So we're trying to implement all these things this season so that way they are ready for the interview in February, March, or April. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of now being a head coach? I know you talk about the organization, but to make it in layman's terms, is it dealing with all the different personalities of the players, uh, the, the, the parents involved, making sure they're all in the loop? making sure you're on the same page as administration, getting the, the X's and O's down. What, what would you say is the, the toughest thing for a new coach to really grasp and get a hold of to sure. have a successful season? That's a great question, and i got a really simple answer. Nobody's going to want to believe it, but it's as simple as this. 
staying organized and prioritizing. And people say, well, what, you know, you've got to, listen to me now, you've got to spend time with your players. You've got to get them in your office, their lunch period. You may go have to go sit with them during study hall. You may take them home, whatever it is. You've got to spend time and develop and cultivate relationships with them or they're not going to listen to you. That is the number one thing you have to do. But guess what you need in order to do that? Time. So if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to sit there and have a stack of physicals that need to be copied and put into a notebook. Then you're going to need to organize and start your booster club if they don't have one. All right? And if you've got one and if you've never ran or been in a booster club meeting, how do you know what it's supposed to look like? You're going to have to ask somebody. Then you're going to have to take time to think about it. And as an assistant, you don't worry about these things because you don't have to do with them because who wants to go to a booster club meeting as an assistant? But what I'm telling you and telling everybody else that wants to be an assistant coach, if you don't get organized, you don't spend time with your players and the team suffers, and you don't realize it, but it indirectly affects the win-loss column. And not being organized probably has a bigger impact on win-losses than any other off-the-court duties. Now, we can sit here and talk about talent wins games, and I'm not going to disagree with that. And, yeah, you need X's and O's, and you need to be prepared for those things. But I can guarantee you one thing. You're not organized. You're not winning. And it's just as simple as that. And that's tough for coaches to hear because they want it to be about all X's and O's. You know, they all want, oh, I wish I could just show up and just, I just want to coach. Those days are over. You know, if there was ever a day that you could do that, I don't know. But it certainly ain't in these days because there's way too many good coaches out there who know everything X's and O's. They got all that stuff too. So if you've got some big time play you're going to run the game, I got one and so does everybody else. They all work. The problem is, if the players don't buy in and believe in you and you didn't spend that time with you, it ain't going to work, and that's just the bottom line. And for you personally, how have you found is the most effective way to organize and prioritize things? Is there a, a certain guideline that you go by to make sure you're on your P's and Q's every single day? You know, that great question. So that goes back into your staff. And, you know, I wonder how many assistant coaches out there as you're an assistant now, are going ahead and connecting with certain coaches that you may want to hire. Instead of, when you get hired, start scrambling and try to find one or just have to use somebody there. I mean, you got to make sure you got a good staff. If, you know, if you don't have a staff, this, this is nearly impossible. And unfortunately, last year, uh, you know, I didn't have a, watch me now, I didn't have a teacher in the building that was a coach in the 7th, 8th, ninth JV or my three varsity assistants. So how are you going to organize your stuff if there's no coaches in the building? You better think about that before you take a job, too. You better ask the principal. That goes into the interview process. There are so many things you need to ask in the interview that people don't think about because you think you're going to go in there and talk about how you're going to win a game with your own office. So what I do is, I try, and I learned this from Benji Wood, who is a mentor for me, uh, and there's a couple other coaches that are mentors to me as well. Uh, that's the best way to learn is to ask people who've actually done it before. Unlike assistant coaches nowadays, if you try to talk to them about it, they just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I got it. You know, they don't want to listen. Uh, and that's not millennials. Everybody blames this stuff on millennials. There's plenty of 35-year-old coaches I don't want to hear anything to. But I like to delegate the responsibilities and duties 
according to the strengths of the assistant coaches. And, I, I mean, and this is what Benji does. He says, hey, what do y'all want to do? You want to be in charge of this? Good. Run with it. You know, if they take ownership and they want to do it and they feel like they're good at it, they're that much more likely to do a good job. And especially if they said, hey, that's the one I would like to do. It's not me telling them to do something. It's no different than your coach. You know, we have to empower our players sometimes on maybe a certain things that we, some action that we want to run in the game. You know, let them be a hold Take it back a little bit to the, the team belief. Could you tell me what team belief stands for? I looked online and it looks like all those letters, they stand for something and they must be very important to you. So, yes, team belief. Uh, we started this back in 2011, uh, myself and Chase White. And when we were coming up with an organization, we're both believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's number one in my life. Uh, my wife is a number is a, is a number two, a very uh, not one A, but a, you know two right underneath one. Uh, and then of course basketball is right after that. So basketball team belief when we came up, and we wanted something that really uh, kind of solidified what we were all about, you know, who we wanted to be, and, and what we wanted to accomplish. And uh, so team belief belief standing for basketball, education, love industriousness, enthusiasm, and faith. And anybody knows the pyramid of success from John Wooden, you know I stole those two. He's obviously a very um, uh, inspirational coach that I, I looked up to, as, and I still do, obviously, growing up in uh, industriousness and enthusiasm are the two cornerstones of the pyramid of success. Uh, and then, of course, you've got education, and not necessarily the way we talk about it. I had belief, uh, excuse me, Education is more along the lines of actually knowing your Bible instead of just opening it up on Sundays in church, actually reading it, understanding what's going on. Uh, you know, it's no different if you wanted to say in the educational world. A lot of kids just you know, absorb information. They don't actually learn it. Then they just test. The next thing they forget it. Well, you know, 
church people aren't too far from that. They they listen in church, they close the Bible, and then they forget it two days later. They can't tell you what happened in church. And I'm guilty of that, too. Everything I've talked about, I'm guilty of. So, uh, you know, that's what uh, team belief is about. We try to use basketball as a platform to witness. And, you know, on Saturday, I'll have a chance to share testimony with many people as possible. You know, I'll get to pray over everyone. And uh, that's my way of trying to use it as a ministry. You know, Louis Giglio down in Atlanta always talks about everybody thinks you need to be uh, going to, like, South Africa or across the world to be a ministry, you know, to be a, a missionary. That's not the case. You can just simply go down your street and be a missionary. So that's our missionary work. Uh, we, we always pray that the Lord will bless it, and, and we have to be careful that we're doing it for the right reasons as well because the fleshly side of us does get in the way. So... Uh, I don't mean be. I don't mind being transparent about those things. You know, I'm, I'm a believer, but at the same time, temptation comes to me just like it does to any other person. So that's team belief. Uh, we're very proud of it. You know, it's always a, a, a you know evolving, and also, uh, or excuse me, and always looking for new ways to use this as a platform. So you've mentioned how important your faith is to you. I know it's number one. So how do you implement? your faith as a coach, how do you implement that to the boys? I know, of course, church and state, all that stuff. How do you implement those kids without yeah, somewhat uh, crossing yeah, along? Uh, I'm very blessed, or very thankful you said that. I'm very blessed to answer this. So, you know, I have to be very careful, obviously, of crossing the line. I think, you know, so many coaches say, well, if I get fired for it, no, no big deal. Well, there's, I understand what uh, believers mean by that, but at the same time, the Lord does give us discernment to be why it's not wise to lose your job you know so i don't know if necessarily going out there and just saying whatever you want to say obviously if you're being led to say something that's one thing but what i do is take concepts biblical concepts i don't quote scripture but i will take biblical concepts and talk to the kids about it and i don't necessarily say it's in the bible i just use those uh, you know just simple ones as far as being honest being accountable, uh, you know, there's just some things that you can talk to your kids about, and inevitably, what I have is former players coming up to me and, and talking to me and said, "Hey, you know, I remember you used to talk about such and such." I said, "Do you know that's in the Bible?" And I say, "Well, of course. Where do you think I got it?" You know. <laughs> so it, it's you have to be tactful, and I don't think that's uh, a weakness. I don't think that's me being ashamed. I think that's using what the Lord has gifted me with. To, and using discernment to witness in the way that I've been, you know, the Lord didn't put me in a private school where I could speak freely. You know, he specifically put me in a public school. Well, if that's where he has me, then I need to be obedient to that and use the uh, God-given ability that he has given me to communicate what he wants me to. And, of course, I pray over it, and that's where I think he has me right now. Great points, great points. Very very important stuff. I know there are a lot of people that are very, uh, very indulged with their uh, religious beliefs, and that's very important to them. And it's always important to respect others, but still respect your own beliefs and try and make better people uh, on and off the court. That's the main thing as coaches. We're trying to we're trying to grow young men, young adults into a to a to bigger and better people. And with that being said. I just want to ask, how does how does one register or attend the event? What what time, what date, what location is the event for anybody who wants to go to this great uh, Team Belief Coaching Clinic? Okay, yeah. So 
team as a basketball like basketball team and belief, not believe, believeteambelief.org. And the speakers are online and all the information is right on our homepage. The uh, link to click to register for the event is on our homepage as well. We use it very simple because uh, so I know assistant coaches do not have time to you know, scan through an entire website trying to find this stuff. It's just right there. And we have amazing speakers. We have Sharman White from Georgia State University who does not get it. He's going to be talking about uh, a number of different things, but one thing he does not get enough credit for. We all know he's an amazing basketball coach, uh, amazing guy, but he has some professionalism. And I think goes, you know, we get caught up in how good of a coach he is. He's a very professional. You know, there's been plenty of coaches in the state of Georgia that had good players. You know, they didn't get offered a Division One assistant coaching jobs. Just the first college coaching job. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, as much as people say, well, he just had players. No, there was more to it, and that's one thing he's going to speak about on Saturday. Uh, you know, Cable Huff from Duluth is, is an amazing guy. So this guy went from St. Francis Wednesday Championship to college, and now he's back to Duluth, and he's going to be talking about the trends in college that you can now bring back, and I'll say, we're not talking X's and O's here this week, you, you can watch a video of that, what you cannot watch is a video of ours, I'm not filming this, because today's world, everybody just says, oh, I'm not going to go, I'm just going to lay on my, in my chair this weekend, I'm going to sit around and do nothing, and then I'll just buy a video about it later, no, I'm not filming this, so you're missing out if you don't come. Yeah, so I talking about John Weir. Here, I'll, I'll watch this now. John Weir, the Gwinnett County Athletic Director, is coming to speak. Mm. He might be somebody you want to get to know out there. The count, the county director in the most, you know, and I'm not trying to be biased, but the most successful county in the southeast. That athletic director is going to be there. He knows all the principals and all the athletic directors in the county, and then some. He's somebody you could come this weekend and meet. And maybe make a good impression on, and then in February, March, when there's a job open at a certain school in Gwinnett, he may drop your name to that principal or AD. I don't know how people think this stuff gets done. You got to know people. Don't get mad when nobody knows who you are and nobody's offering you jobs. Yeah. He's going to talk about what to think or what to expect in an interview, how to interview, and don't get me started on that stuff. I know we got limited time, so I, don't get me preaching on people knowing and not knowing stuff on interviews. Yeah, he is speaking about now an athletic director at Central Gwinnett, what he looks for in, an, in a candidate. That probably be something good that assistant coaches should hear. Uh, Benji Wood is another speaker, and I'm not. Hey, look, it's a bit of a tease. I'm not going to tell you what it, what he's going to be talking about. Just know it's called the Blueprint. He's mm-hmm. an amazing session. I, I've heard him speak. It, it's just amazing to hear that man talk. Uh, he's people don't realize where he started. And where he is now. If people understood where he started, you'd appreciate what he's accomplished that much more. Uh, so it's this Saturday at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church, the Harp Center. Uh, the directions are located on our website. Uh, directions, as soon as you register, we send you the directions. And you all said to go. It's only $45. Look, I'm not trying to retire in Hawaii from doing this. Uh, we should be charging more out of the gracious of my heart and more importantly, what the Lord has told me to charge is 45 per person. All right, you're going to get more than you've ever gotten out of a coaching clinic. If anybody who's ever gone to a coaching clinic has already heard 90% probably of what you cover. Nothing wrong with that, but this is stuff you have never heard before in a coaching clinic. 
Wow. You got you got me juiced up, Coach. You got me juiced up. I, I am very excited. Anybody who's in the Southeast, shoot, if you're from Washington State, come across the country and come to this Team Belief coaching clinic. Coach Aiken, you, you got something special going on over there. And like I said, you got me revved up now. Coach, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining the Spielin' and Dealing podcast. I thought this is a very important, very important for you to speak on and to, to spread the word for this great event this Saturday. I know we got Mayweather versus McGregor in the afternoon at nighttime, so you got plenty of time all morning to, to learn some time. basketball. Do not worry about tailgating 12 hours before that fight. The fight's going to last five seconds. I'm just kidding. I have no idea about boxing. But you don't need to tailgate for 12 hours. What's more important, your career, your lifelong dream to be a head coach, or tailgating for 12 hours before the McGregor-Mayweather fight? You're right. You heard it here first. Coach Aiken, Team Belief, Coaching Clinic, thank you so much for joining us today, sir. 